0: Welcome to episode one of Salute Era. Salute Era, welcome. welcome. Uh, I'm Katie. And I'm Meg. And we are your hosts. Um, and we thought that we'd just start by telling you a little bit about why we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> <Other> what than... <laughs> has possessed us to do this? So yeah, I guess the reason we started it, the idea kind of came from the fact that we both went through kind of interesting relationships and stages of life after which yeah. we were like it's time to enter our slut eras yeah
1: i think we both went through pretty big life shifts mm-hmm. um at slightly different times and then ended up going from
0: being colleagues to living together yeah yeah we've we've gone on quite a journey yeah oh, you might hear uh boba who is meg's cat in the background she's also a salute. Yeah, absolutely. When she's on heat, she screams the house down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for you, it was, you kind of came to the end of a long... Very long. <laughs> <laughs>
1: very long relationship. I honestly, like, just rediscovered who I am, really. It's very nice. Yeah. It was sad for a while, but now it's... It was definitely the right decision.
0: <laughs> I think what's interesting as well for you is that initially when we were talking about doing this podcast you were like newly single and you were like slut era i'm ready i've never been on dating apps um i really went for it hard for like a solid month of like i'm gonna sleep with everyone (laughs) and then pretty swiftly you found (laughs) a very nice person to have as your partner lovely david who we love we love david um yeah i did not
1: imagine things going this way um (laughs) Really tried to keep it casual for some time, mm-hmm. but he is a really lovely person, so he made <laughs> that very difficult. Um, and then I suppose you went from being in a polyamorous throuple.
0: Yes, yeah. So I had. I've always been polyamorous. Um, in, well, not not when I was a baby, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, since I've been dating, I've always dated polyamorously. But I wouldn't say I've always done good polyamory per se i think i just was kind of muddling through because obviously you don't have much of a there's outline. Not, yeah there's not really like films and
1: yeah general
0: culture, mm-hmm, pop exactly. culture with
1: like here's how to do polyamory
0: yeah and even the things that there are like you know it's it's so minimal um
1: and, and it all just
0: makes out, like, it's massive sex parties. Yes, which is not the experience I've had. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I left a sort of kind of tricky throuple relationship. I've kind of since understood that going straight into a throuple is like going into polyamory on hard mode. And I think it did definitely feel like that. And
1: Yeah, you really went for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I was the sort of third person in that. So that was quite tricky in itself. And I kind of didn't understand stuff about, like, couples privilege and all of these things that I'm sure we'll talk about later on. Um, And then after that was kind of like, you know what? I think I've learnt so much and I'm so ready to, like, again, date again and do polyamory, but, like, knowing what I want and what I need and all of this stuff. Um, And now I, too, have a partner who is also polyamorous um, and I have a lovely metamor and a telamore, which is a new word that I learnt recently. What's metamor and telamore? So... Teddy is my partner, um, then his partner is my metamore, and their partner is my telemore.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I just knew it as polycule, so yes, is yeah. this is new
0: for me. <laughs> I'm learning every day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, that's what yeah. we're here for. Every day is a learning mm-hmm. day. Um, and yeah, and I think we both met each other sort of as our relationships were separately breaking down. <laughs> As they were both falling apart, I really kept up the premise for a
1: while with you though. I really eased you into mine falling apart.
0: Yeah, I remember asking you loads of questions about your relationship at the pub and being like, how does she do it? How's she so happy? And then slowly realising you weren't. <laughs> you were like, wow, you've been
1: together for eight years. You must be the happiest relationship ever. And I was
0: like, well, there are hard times. <laughs> And the gates open. Yeah, and I'm sure, again, we will probably touch on the details of both of our interesting, complicated yeah. relationships as this series well, I think, progresses.
1: I think when me and you met, it was all good, but I remember you referring to my partners, and I was like, yay, she's gay! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then it was all exciting, and then quite quickly, hmm. you got
0: very quiet a few days at work, and I realised that something wasn't right yeah to be honest even when we met i think it was in not a great place but you know you live and you learn Mm. um and you were definitely a bright spot in that time for me i think um me and meg both met when we were working at a local theater um on the box office Um, and it was bleak (laughs) (laughs) but there were some lovely people yeah (laughs) good people but um some of the organizational stuff was not the the best i would say no Um, (laughs)
1: But yeah, I definitely needed a friend,
0: a work friend who was on the same wavelength Mm -hmm. as me. And And then a few months later, Meg left me um, (laughs) to go to a new job. Uh, But then she told me about another job at her new, well, her next workplace, um, which was also a theatre, but I was doing something slightly different because I then got a job partly due to Well, not. I mean, I did the interview and everything. You hyped me (laughs) purely on your own merit,
1: but I hyped you up to every single person there.
0: Exactly, Um, and then we worked together again. And then I was looking for a place to live. Uh, Meg came with me, and at this point, I think I had come out of my relationship and was just starting to date again. And I think that we went to look at three different spare room properties, no, two different ones, both of which were bad in different ways. They were awful. Um one was when you can live in that bunk bed in a (laughs) cupboard. (laughs) Yeah. We got really persuaded because there was this really charismatic man who wasn't even the landlord, like he wasn't trying to sell the property. He was just there like he just lived there he was such a vibe i think he told me that i could go and smoke weed in his garden with him exactly and we were like gosh yeah this is amazing and i remember us walking away from the property to the pub afterwards the one before had been this really nice room but with a really weird landlord and nobody else living there
1: who locked his dog in the car because i think didn't want you to know he had a dog
0: yes yeah I remember on the way back from the teeny tiny room, which in contrast had a very nice man living there, but was a horrible property. Oh, it was awful. But we were walking away and we were like, God, this is such a difficult decision. Like, how do you weigh this up because of this and because of that? And the further we got away, the more I was like, Meg, like that place was a shithole, wasn't it? We've just been taken in by that man. <laughs> he had so much charm though. I feel like me and him were vibing. Yeah, maybe I should have just stayed friends with him. But yes, we made it to the pub. And I believe we got quite drunk. And then yes. I remember, I think I was sort of was saying like, yeah, I don't know if either of these ones are the right place. I just want to find somewhere to live. Um, and I remember you saying like, I know that, you know, you need somewhere to live and I, I really want you to find a nice place, but oh, I just can't. And I was like, no, say it. <laughs> <laughs> say it. And you were like, sometimes I dream about breaking up with your now ex. um and you moving in and you'd move into the spare room that I use for my art and we'd have like a lovely little craft corner and then I lent in and was like, Meg, I dream the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, it's, it dare not speak its name. Dare not speak its name. And a few so months that later. So that was in October. <laughs> yeah.
1: And by the January you'd moved in. Yeah. Lots yeah. of
0: change, but good positive changes. Yeah. It's been an interesting eight months. Yeah.
1: To say the least,
0: a true whirlwind, but of the best kind. Yeah, yeah. Lots of things gained and things learned. And now we live together, which is amazing. Every week, we will start by doing a little tarot pull, because we are very witchy in this house. Yes. Um, to the point that Meg actually has an altar in her room um, (laughs) with several different um, tarot cards on it, like decks of tarot cards, which is great.
1: I love my crystals. I don't fully know what all of them mean,
0: but I like pretty rocks. (laughs) Who doesn't? Yeah. A good old shiny rock. Um, Yeah, just as a little intro to the episode, just to see where we're at. And then we'll be going into some topics related to what I've written is related to slottery, which is a new favorite word that I don't know if it's a real word, but I'm deciding it is. We're doing it. And when we look at that, it will be lots of different topics. So things like dating, dating apps, kink, consent, polyamory, monogamy, other things.
1: <laughs> There'll be more. Uh, no sex toys. Yeah. Pleasure, masturbation, virginity, the construct of it. <laughs>
0: virginity comma the construct yeah the <laughs> construct that is virginity <laughs> and we have all been shamed um and what we would really like in those sections as well is that on our socials at slut era pod on everything tiktok instagram twitter yeah, we've got everything but maybe not a facebook i can't remember but sure facebook
1: no one fucks with facebook, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need
0: facebook. myspace everything <laughs> myspace bebo <laughs> Get us a Bebo, Katie. (laughs) I'll try my best. I'll get us a Vine, too. (laughs) We'll revive it just for you. Tumblr? We should get a Tumblr. Tumblr, yeah. I think we'd be big on Tumblr, maybe. I don't know. Honestly,
1: ten years ago,
0: if we'd have done this on Tumblr, we would have smashed. Mm. Um, But yes, so on those socials, we'll be doing sort of chances for you guys to interact and ask your own questions and tell your own stories and that kind of thing. So please follow us, um... On yeah. all platforms. Exactly. Including Bebo. And we will also have some guests sometimes, including people from our lives, mainly. Oh yeah, our recurring guest, of course. The main one is Boba. She'll always be here. Yeah, Boba will be here for every episode. The yeah. rest of the landlord's coming round and we're hiding her in the toilet. <laughs> yeah but yes everybody that we refer to um by name has given us permission to use their names um otherwise we'll just call them our ex or we might use a fake name or what's the word a moniker like m-o-n-i-k-e-r i I was gonna say like monogram but that's definitely not (laughs) the right word i think it's a moniker where you'd be like um you know like one of your exes we could be like oh it's heinz beans man because oh yeah because he dumped meg to go work at heinz bean's (laughs) no he dumped me because i got a fringe sorry but he used the excuse it was because he was going to work at heinz beans because that definitely i'm sure made you feel better
1: oh yeah it really it really made things better
0: (laughs) meg has a few different exes and whenever we cycle through them i'm like is it the bean man is it the bean man (laughs) is it bean boy he was definitely one of the worst to be fair (laughs) so meg are you ready for this week's topic I am. Do you remember what it is? What is a slut? <laughs> yes, I think going to say, yeah. what is the topic?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've had a long day, but I, I do remember what it is.
0: So, I'm going to look up the definition in the dictionary first. Yeah. The Google dictionary, not a real dictionary.
1: No, who has a real dictionary? No, exactly.
0: So, a noun. Slut. Plural noun. Sluts. <laughs> sluts. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little... Um, kind of warning sign like an exclamation mark and a little triangle that says offensive and it says a woman who has many casual partners oh so it
1: literally says a woman
0: yeah that's interesting i think it i always think of it as quite specifically gendered myself i've said like man slut yeah that's what i mean that always has to be like oh he's a man slut i just find it interesting even like on google it's like yeah this is just for women um there's also number two um which i quite enjoy which uh, also has a little warning sign saying derogatory dated which is a woman with low standards of cleanliness which <laughs> <laughs> i know is probably about like venereal diseases and like stis stds that kind of thing but i find it really funny just the idea of being like oh i hate you because you have lots of sex with lots of people and you're stinky <laughs>
1: It's like that thing, um you know school of rock when he's like <laughs> I hate you and you have body odor <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you want to hear all of the different synonyms? Yes, I really do. Okay. I'm Take gonna us away. say them all and you can tag yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Promiscuous woman Strumpet Trollop trollop is my fave oh really yeah Do I you... really like trollop I like saying it trollop mm I think a lot of swears and like derogatory terms often are really nice to say uh, it's because they have plosive yes my drama teacher told me that and mm. then got us all to swear in class and it was really cool yeah, <laughs> uh, harlot I quite like that one yeah there's something kind of victorian about it like you harlot uh, scarlet woman mm. loose woman. <laughs> Which makes me think of loose women. Yeah, to be fair. Which always makes me think of just, the women are loose. <laughs> Contain them. <laughs> They're out. <laughs> A woman of ill repute. A fallen woman. A wanton. A drab. A doxy. A troll. A sloven. And then there are six derogatory words. Oh Nympho. Puta. Hussy. Puta. Puta, puta is Spanish for bitch, I think, isn't it? Is I just right? thought it
1: sounded like vagina. Like, it sounds like something you would use for your mm.
0: Uh Tart, tramp, and skank. Ooh, skank's a good one. Yeah, I want skank to be the highest tier of our Patreon membership, but with an umlaut, so it's skank. Skank. <laughs> and trollop. <laughs> I like that a lot. Which is your favourite?
1: I mean, I was going to say trollop, but I really like skank. Mm. And I've definitely called someone a skank <laughs>
0: before. When have you called? Do you remember?
1: Like you know, when you're a teenager and you're like, oh, she's such a bit. Well, you went to a nice girls' school.
0: You're all nice to each other. <laughs> you're like,
1: oh, she's such a bitch and a skank.
0: Did you ever get called a skank? Oh, I probably got called all the names. Mm, fair,
1: because girls didn't like me.
0: I don't know why I said fair. It's not fair. It's very unfair. <laughs> it's like fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> you fair probably enough. were a fucking slutty skank. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favourite. Is probably, I quite like the old fashioned ones, the harlot and the strumpet. I can see you in like a Victorian dress, getting your ankle out for a bit of polyamory. To be fair, me and Teddy, when we first started dating, had this joke that he was my bit of rough because. <laughs> <laughs> I <love that> <laughs> Because he's from Hereford and I'm from Oxford. And I think he called me posh once, which to be fair, I am. Um...
1: Oh, David goes to town on me being posh. He's from Commentary for context. <laughs> and he says boom instead of bum. Gave him to say boom, he's like "bum." Do
0: you think of him as your bit of
1: rough? He is my bit of rough, <laughs> yes.
0: Um, but we used to have this kind of running, well, we still do, this running story that, like, I'm a local strumpet who, like, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> wench, that's it. Which isn't listed on this, but yes, I was the local wench, and he's like the local boy who sells potatoes. <laughs> It sounds like a role play, but it's not. I can't it remember. Sounds very kinky. <laughs> I think it was because once we got caught out in the rain, and he like held my umbrella for me, and I was like, "Oh, should we take a walk about the town?" And just kind of grew from there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> only you would have that. Night, like so gainty. But yeah, I think I like the old-fashioned ones because it kind of brings to attention how ridiculous it is as a slur. Or as as an insult. Um, Because it is so old school
1: now.
0: Yeah, exactly. But obviously it's only really recently that, like you say, like, I do remember people when I was a teenager as well calling people sluts. So um, I feel like I kind of, I don't know, I didn't have much experience personally with the word slut being thrown at me or anything. Mm. I wasn't very sexually active as a teen and, like you said, I went to an only girls school and there definitely were girls who were called sluts. It just just never really touched me um and when i was a bit older and i was starting to think about polyamory and things i read the ethical slut and that kind of brought the word to my attention i will read you i'm gonna have to google it because i've lent my book to my polycule (laughs) of course you have yeah of course it's like a handbook it's great um but i'll read you what it says about sluts (laughs) one sec Ooh, i like this quote okay go for it great sluts are made not born Ooh. Mm.
1: Maybe I was born a slut, but I was made into a great slut.
0: Yeah, we're all born sluts, naturally, perhaps. Yeah. (laughs) We all have a bit of rough. While I'm Googling, would you like to tell us a bit about your experiences with the word slut and how you came to reclaim it a bit?
1: Yeah, I think at secondary school, um, I just loved boys, which... Looking back, was there was nothing wrong with it. I definitely wasted far too much energy on them. And I think it all started because I had, like, a boyfriend for a couple of years when I was a really young teen. Um, and people found out that we'd had sex. <laughs> but everyone was also pressuring you to have sex. But mm.
0: when I did it... It I is would... a weird double standard, yeah. isn't it? It's like you've got to reach a right threshold for how much because i felt like a freak for not having sex yeah and it's like there obviously isn't a right answer but people will judge you no matter what no matter what you do um but then we split up and i
1: went to a house party and played spin the bottle and kissed a lot of boys and Mm -hmm. spin the bottle as you do Mm -hmm. um and that was it then i was just labeled as a slut because i'd had sex with one boy and then kissed lots of others, mm-hmm. and I think I just leant into it because I was like, "Well, if they're gonna call me a slut, I am just gonna do whatever I want." And then, after school and sixth form, I definitely like felt a lot of shame about it for a while mm-hmm. until I would say like my third year of uni, where I started living just with women and actually like really re discovered what it meant to be Mm. I don't know would you say
0: promiscuous or like just kind of I guess owning your sexuality kind of thing which yeah I guess could be promiscuous but I think that's the thing as well is it kind of doesn't have to be promiscuous in that promiscuous means sleeping with a lot of people which who knows what defines a lot yeah but you know kind of owning it in a way you're comfortable with whatever that means yeah I just
1: I realised that you know I didn't need to feel ashamed about it Mm mhm And that I'd also not slept with that many people. And, you know, kissing people at parties when you're a teenager is pretty normal. And then, yeah, I still felt some shame around it, especially when moving back to my hometown. Mm -hmm. But started to kind of reclaim it after my breakup. But I think when it actually really kind of solidified in my mind was when I started sleeping with the guy from my past Mm. briefly and um i actually had a conversation with him about it and i was like oh everyone just thought i was a slut at school and like i don't talk to anyone from school Mm -hmm. and he was like i never thought that about you he was like i just thought you were a really nice girl and sometimes you got a bit too drunk at parties and kissed some people and it's mad that just him saying that had such a drastic effect on me
0: i think a lot of it is as well to do with like like what you've said about reputation in that so one of the things that the ethical slut talks about a lot is kind of the root of monogamy because it's a book all about polyamory and i'm not trying to discount monogamy as a way of doing relationships because i think it's completely valid um but obviously they're trying to make clear like that it shouldn't just be the default and they talk about how monogamy and sex and being a slut and ideas behind it is so rooted in conventions in the past where your sex was essentially like a commodity so you know when you were married to a man you were literally given to that man and if you had sex with somebody else before that was it was like you'd already given yourself away yeah and i think like that's definitely something that's persisted is that idea of people watching and judging and yeah sort of basing Their character judgments of you on these arbitrary things. I think, like, everyone had an opinion Mm. constantly. I think
1: I went through so much of secondary school with everyone thinking something about me. But yeah, having that conversation with him was really like, oh, I've been beating myself up for years about something that isn't really true. And I like when you were saying earlier about some of the words for it, like fallen woman, because I've definitely felt a bit like that since coming out of my long term monogamous relationship that I kind of let my freak flag fly and I don't know just did what I wanted and Mm -hmm. I'm in a relationship again now but still doing exactly what I want Mm -hmm. and I've definitely felt some shifts with particular friendships that I am now a fallen woman because I'm not in the original relationship yeah and everyone had me like nailed down i was gonna get married to him have his babies tickle their boxes and everyone was like comfortable with that being who i was yeah and as soon as i was like no actually i'm not that and i'm gonna do whatever i want to do for me Mm. it definitely i've felt that shift do you think it's with people who feel challenged by that a little bit yeah Mm. i think it's people that are doing all those things which is totally fine do whatever you want to do. Like, it's none of my business. I'm happy for you. If that's the life that you want and it makes you happy, then do it. And that might be where I end up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think it challenged people. And it, people had me in this box. And as soon as I wasn't in it anymore, they couldn't really deal with it. Which is mad. Because, like,
0: I'm not hurting anyone. But I so. guess it means you've kind of cut off. Not cut off, but, you know, gotten rid of the friends that aren't really serving you, maybe. Yeah. I, I've
1: had a lot of relationships changing and shifting, but no, I feel like I'm in my new salute era. Yes. (laughs) And I'm reclaiming it and kind of working out what it means for me and just like fucking putting myself first above everything, Mm -hmm. which is very refreshing.
0: Yeah. I feel like like I've definitely seen a shift in kind of like your focus on who you are and in a really nice way. Yeah. And like... It sounds kind of lame, but your authenticity as a person. <laughs> yes.
1: I don't feel that I need to be, like... Conforming I, to anything. Yeah, like, before it was like, well, I'm in this perfect long-term relationship, and I do my illustration, and I go to work, and everyone's proud of me, and I mm-hmm. please everyone. And now it's like... You do what you want. I do what and I what's want. best for you? I'm very chaotic. <laughs> Sometimes it's a bit messy. Um... I think sometimes my mum worries, (laughs) but at the same time, yeah, I'm so much happier Mm. and actually living how I've wanted to live for
0: years, so. Okay, so I found the definition that the ethical slut gives. Uh, The authors define the term slut as a person of any gender who has the courage to lead life according to the radical proposition that sex is nice and pleasure is good for you. Mm. Which I quite like. Yeah because
1: it's just true
0: yeah there was another quote um that really stuck with me that i don't remember word for word so i guess it didn't stick with me that much but um yeah. it's from tumblr um, but i did the quote classic it. <laughs> the classic i did quote it in an essay that i wrote about um a play that i did my solo performance about my journey to wanking because i for context and again I'm sure we'll talk about this in our masturbation episode but I came to wanking quite late um and it was definitely a journey and then I did a warm woman show about it because why not <laughs> <laughs> you went to drama school Katie you have to do a show about wanking yeah exactly it was great it had a talking vibrator called Viv but yeah there was a quote that I am not going to remember word for word but it was essentially saying that you know there's often two sides of the argument about sex and having sex and being slutty or whatever and that it's kind of either puritanical where it's like sex is bad sex is evil sex means you're dirty etc etc and so on versus um the kind of sex positivity movement which can be great and a force for good, but sometimes can yeah. be very much like you have to be having all sex, all the sex, all or, the time, or you're not feminist. Um, yeah. And they kind of went on to say, like, you know, sex is just another nice thing you can do with your body. You know, not to say yeah. it doesn't bring up other things because of the social contexts, but it's. I always, I found it quite relieving to think of it like that because it just took the pressure off. I think it's always place, placed. <clears throat> I think it's always placed on a bit of a cultural pedestal. Yeah, it's the be-all
1: and end-all when, yeah, like, it's so good for so many things, like stress release and, like, mm-hmm.
0: depression and... And connection, and I think also, you know, it's a very nice, like, embodied thing. Like, I often think of it, this is going to sound very wanky and poetic, but, you know, a bit like dancing or, like, swimming yeah. or just doing something that's in your body, which is lovely, but you wouldn't think of dancing or swimming as being like, this is a peak experience yeah. like nothing else, and if I don't experience it I'm bad, and if I do it too much I'm bad. I'm and- <laughs> bad! <laughs> but yeah, and I, I really liked In the Ethical Slut the way it sort of said that, and just that focus on, yeah, pleasure and nice things, and it's enough that it just feels nice. You yeah, know? I
1: think, like from my first experiences of sex, I was always like, this is great, this is really pleasurable but in terms of what everyone else thought about it and thought about me, I never thought to just say, well, I like having sex because it feels good. It always felt like a status thing and a social mm. thing. and mm-hmm. a... It sounds weird, but even though I was enjoying it while I was doing it, I never really connected pleasure and sex as being the same thing.
0: Do you want to hear a really embarrassing fact about me
1: yes i do always
0: (laughs) how do i not know i feel like i know all your embarrassing facts i feel like i've maybe told you this when we were drunk but i don't know um i would say i only recently started having like pleasurable sex so i was seeing somebody who i was very comfortable with which is obviously a big part of it Mm -hmm. um and who was really nice to me and really lovely um and who i still like you know think fondly of and stuff um but I still felt very nervous around sex, and I knew that they sort of had their own hang ups, and that was nice that we communicated about it and things. And honestly, the thing <laughs> that shifted it for me, and it sounds ridiculous, but I watched Our Flag Means Death, which I've since watched oh, yes. with you. We love. Um, and when I finished it, I was like, I need more, so I re watched it. Um, and then I was like, I need more, so I went and read fan fiction about it. The only fanfiction really available about it is, of course, very horny fanfiction. Which, I am a big uh, fanfiction person, but I never really went into, like, the sexual side of it. Which, I only found out recently (laughs) that there is a non-sexual side of fanfiction. It's a whole wide and varied thing. Um, Anyway, but this, yeah, all of it was pretty sexy. And in a way, that was kind of what I wanted, because it's, spoiler alert for Our Flag Means Death, if you haven't watched it already, do. (laughs) Um, But... It's, you know, Ed and Steed who are the main kind of people and you know that they're in love with each other but then they get separated. And a lot of the outlines of these fan fictions were following up from that. And the the idea was that they find each other again and there's some sort of drama about whether they make up and stuff and then they have amazing sex. And usually the setup is that you would expect um, Edward, who is Blackbeard, to be amazing at sex because he's really experienced and Steed to be terrible at it because he's inexperienced. Um, But what kind of happens is that Steed is very nervous but very loving and communicative, whereas Blackbeard has had really terrible experiences and he's never had, like, good sex. And it was just reading all of these scenes where they're just exploring that with each other and having, like, lots of fun and laughing. And I was like, oh my God. That's what sex is. (laughs) Because I... Katie. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I genuinely always felt like it was something I had to, like, do right. And I had to, like, learn... You know, like, in sex education, when Otis is trying to finger his girlfriend, and he's like, I'm doing the clock technique. And 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 and, then I'm doing this, and I'm... And it was so mad to me. I was like, oh, you literally just talk to the other person and see what they like and ask them questions. And it sounds so basic, but... I think because all of the media I've seen with sex in it, you know, it's always steamy movie scenes where they just know the right thing to do. They know, exactly, yeah. They're so consumed by passion. And it meant that my pleasurable sexual experiences, I think, were often when I was drunk and a bit, like, overcome with lust, which was lovely, but sometimes you want to have sex and not be drunk and, you know, ease into it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I like having sex when I'm not drunk. (laughs) It's great. That's mainly when I do have sex. So, yeah. yeah. Precisely. See, I think I kind of realised that with my ex,
0: mm. because
1: we were together so long, so we really developed that, like, friendship as well, so. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's something that comes when
0: you're young, because no one ever explains it like that. No, it's always just, like, penis and vagina. And, I mean, even that, like... Yeah. There's no focus on pleasure. I don't love penetrative sex. I prefer other forms of sex, like... Yeah, um and a lot of people and with in vaginas around, do, yeah.
1: <laughs> and that's fair enough. Yeah,
0: I like a bit of, you know,
1: a little summon summon here, a little something, <laughs> something there. <laughs> yeah, because I've found in the past, like a lot of sex with straight men has been like kissing. You take your clothes off. Mm-hmm. They finger me. You give them a blowjob. Mm-hmm. You have sex. They finish. It's done. And that's that. And it's like, actually, no, there is, like, a whole world of other things, <laughs> and that's not just what it's about, but it's mad that that is literally what it's portraying. I feel like there's so many people out there that are just having awful sex.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, and feeling like they're doing something wrong, or there's something up yeah. with them. Because, yeah, I think I definitely had that when I was younger as well, that feeling of, like, oh, well, I don't want it in the way I've been taught I should, so is there, there something, is something up? something yeah
1: yeah I definitely found when I started becoming interesting in women I was like oh but this is dirty and wrong and Mm. I found that I felt that made me a slut being bisexual I was like well I must be a slut because I want both and it's like
0: (laughs) that's such a common like narrative with bisexuality as well isn't it just kind of
1: like you're so greedy (laughs) yeah and everyone's like oh my god you're so slutty and sexy because you like both and it's like it doesn't mean I want to have a threesome with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right, shall we move on to the final segment of our show? Yeah. Like a radio host. <laughs> I guess that's what podcasts basically are. Yeah. Um, Which is our gold star moments from the week. So in this section, we will be chatting about basically just something we're proud of from the week. So I started making a list um, on my phone of just... When I did something I was proud of, even if it was quite small, I'd write it down because then you can look back over it all and be like, oh, I'm actually making a lot of progress. Um, credit to Teddy for giving me that idea. Yeah. Um, and then I told Meg about it. And then will i do it too. Would you like to go first with your gold star moment? Uh, you can go first. I'll let you take the lead. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to look on my list. Oh, okay. This is a good one. Um, this is a very relevant to Slut Era. Um, oh, I've just thought of two now oh you can do two okay i'll ride with two my first one is um so i've been wanting recently and i've spoken to meg about this to explore more casual intimacy with friends it's something i've kind of always been a bit interested in but never felt like i could really approach because i was scared of making it awkward and i've been trying recently to be very like up front and just ask people in a very chill way where i'm just like would you be interested and if they're not it's fine um and when we were at the festival over the weekend i texted a friend of mine and said like you know i think you're fit (laughs) i think it'd be nice um and she said no but again it was very chill and it just felt nice to have asked and like put myself out there and to know that you can ask and it's not gonna Ruin the friendship. Or... No, exactly. And it's practicing, like, taking that rejection well, I think. I yeah, because think... taking rejection is really hard.
1: hmm So
0: um and then sense. sort of linked to that i today set up my dating app profiles again after a while oh, exciting yeah i've gotten a few matches already Ooh. feeling the like excitement which is nice yeah because you went back on them for a
1: bit but i don't think it was the right time no
0: i think i just started new medication and i was i mean i still am <laughs> tired all the time but it was next level um yeah
1: Next level sleepies. Yeah,
0: just too sleepy oh, to Sorry date. guys, you
1: can probably hear Boba uh, scratching her post.
0: My gold star moment <laughs> is that I'm a big girl. <laughs> we do a little voice for Boba, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my love. She speaks kind of, I think it started as German but now it's just vaguely European. <laughs> yeah, I would say vaguely European <laughs> is the best. What about you?
1: Um, I would say my gold star moment, I don't know if it's like I wouldn't say it's directly connected to being... It doesn't have to be. Um, ...was that I had a really rough day at work yesterday. Mm -hmm. And a while ago I would have... Well, not even that long ago, I probably would have spiralled, come home being really sad and kind of blamed myself for the bad day. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, to be fair, it helped. I came home
0: and David surprised me um, with birthday presents. Yes, it was Meg's birthday uh, last week, actually, which was why we went to the festival. So everybody say happy birthday.
1: Say happy birthday to me. I'm 28. I'm an old bitch.
0: (laughs) I feel like you're not. Don't alienate our older listeners, please. (laughs)
1: sorry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I would have really spiralled and I didn't. And me and David had a really nice evening. And then I went in today and just kind of went for it and did my best and... I have chronic anxiety disorder so I am overthinking it but I'm not letting it consume me which
0: for me in work situations is a really big deal. No that's really great and I think like you say it's so hard to not let the thoughts and the anxiety stop you from going all out so yeah kudos I think that's a very good gold star moment. Yeah look at me go. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Slut Era. Um, if you liked it, please do subscribe and leave us a review. I think that's something you can do. Yeah, reviews are good, apparently. Apparently it really
1: boosts. So give us five stars,
0: please. Follow us on our socials at Slut Era Pod on everything. And please get in touch with your thoughts and your gold stars. Um, and we'll be posting the topic of the next episode. So keep an eye out and stay tuned. Slide era is coming soon